Hello and welcome to Faces of CI. Today we're with Fran and Geraldine. Would you like to um, introduce yourself and where you're from? Uh, I am Geraldine from Colombia. And? My name is Francisco and I come from Portugal and the Azores Islands. Beautiful. And where are we today? Today we are in Chengdao in a beautiful forest monastery with beautiful variety. <laughs> yeah, we hiked up some stairs and we found a beautiful spot to do our interview today. Yeah. Um, and tell us a little bit about um, how you first discovered contact. Where did you first see it and how was, how was that for you? Mm, okay, I was in the contemporary dance company of my university. I studied design and art in Bogota, Colombia. I never studied dance professionally, but I was in the, in the company and some friend of the company invited me to a jam in Bogota. And I went and, <laughs> and she just said to me, just surrender. <laughs> so go and go and surrender. And somehow, for me, uh, before I was imagined like, oh, one day I want to make a party with everyone free in the floor, everywhere, dancing everywhere, and then I come to the jam, I feel, oh, my dream comes true, and <laughs> for me it was so easy. Like I just enter and I dance like two hours. Yeah. Improvising was so amazing and very profound experience. You're you're hooked from from that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, friend? Yeah, I think for me it was quite similar uh, experience. I was in Copangan and uh, I was doing my yoga teacher training, and uh, one of my teachers, which was Astrid, and mm. um, she she was uh, facilitating the gems and. I heard about that and uh, I got picked up my curiosity. Then I had a friend who said, yeah, come to this uh, contact improvisation and uh, I think you're going to like it. And so I went and it was very similar. I, I went inside and I knew basically no one, maybe two people out of 30, I guess. Uh, and everyone was just so free. No, no one was talking, and I was just mesmerized at the degree of playfulness and, and, and just freedom of expression that I found. Mm. And that's where I met Geraldine also. Yeah. Uh, that first meeting with CI and with Geraldine. Yeah. yeah I was about to leave Kofangan back to my normal life. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't. Because <laughs> you, you fell in love with a contact dancer. Yeah. And how did that, that blossom? Because you guys are now teaching together in Copenhagen. And do you want to share a bit about your work that you do there? Yeah. Uh, yes, I feel we meet each other in a special time in the world in the COVID pandemic so Thailand was closed and we was in this beautiful tropical island full of shallows and 
full of gems and teachers so it was a good environment to grow to focus to really study and uh, yes we had the opportunity to study with very experienced dancers and uh, we just fell in love and with the dance and we decide to okay let's go fall mm. and we uh, was studying together for two years now uh, making workshops especially with Sasha and Dolores and uh, we go we went we enjoy so many workshops and classes and different formats of the practices conference uh, retreats everything <laughs> So, and in some point, we realize that, oh, we know, and people start to ask us, and suddenly we will just find us, we are teachers. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, I think we, we did find a lot of support by Sasha and Dolores, um, because, first of all, we learn most of what we know with them. After that first jam, I didn't even know there was such thing as classes or history or uh, yeah some some focus that we could have and I remember falling in love with their way of teaching and it felt just so complementary because I've been into meditation for a while uh, and, and yoga and then many different kind of things and I felt contact with such a beautiful way to integrate kind of a meditative attitude into human interaction and yeah I always en enjoyed so much the way that they shared the practice and it was after some time we basically went to everything that they, they proposed and they were proposing a lot because they felt oh this is such a rich opportunity we are just kind of stuck here on this island and uh, uh, let's make the best out of it with many dancers yeah and so they did that workshop after workshop and uh, residencies and and after that it was the first conference actually in Thai, uh, in, in Kopanga where then they invited us to, to share class for beginners and since then we, we realized like oh we're kind of good at this uh, people like uh, what we do and uh, and we enjoy a lot also sharing the dance and so we kind of went on a rampage yeah. after that yeah. and now we've been more focused in the water um, just because there's a lot of offer to yeah. the land so yeah the setup of Copenhagen you have more calm oceans so you can literally do contact oh. in, the, in the water there yeah and, and I've been mm -hmm. in Bali and it's waves and it's not as easy to do that but you have mm -hmm. the opportunity and yeah, you want to share a bit more about like we did hydrospheres, your workshop during tours, and how was that for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, for sure. Um, since we live in Copangan, a relationship with the water becomes so strong, and it was some environment that opened a lot of possibilities in the dance, and. We was researching for these two years, uh, dancing in the water. We also meet Sasha, a teacher from yeah, Russia. Sasha Breznozdova, and she <laughs> teaches us uh, ocean dance. 
and uh, this um, free diving, somatics, contact improvisation uh, mix. <laughs> uh, so this training allow us to go deep in the ocean and, and it's just new universe for us. So just be aware what is possible with just the body and uh, and we start to go deep in the water so we start to create different workshops in Copangan of water dance our first project was aquadelics aquadelics, aquadelics. nice like psychedelics because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a psychedelic experience psychedelic. underwater <laughs> it's super psychedelic like, yeah especially if you do it like we would sometimes we had some people with some experience in, in, in dancing which were quite comfortable with each other and sometimes we would go to a kind of a private jam uh, and dance eyes closed you know, kind of blindfold mm. but in the water for about two hours straight eyes closed in the water yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah and then it's like your perception totally changes so yeah even of yourself uh, and uh, of the world when you come out it's like you have been washed your your vision has been washed and your sight your ears and and you can you know, see the world more clearly wow when you really immerse yourself yeah I and also because yeah, just one more thing because you when you close your eyes and you you have experience in the blindfold gem and you're dancing with someone you're dancing beyond the images, right? Already in contact, we don't pay so much attention to that, but it's kind of there, you know? And, and in the water, you can dance with someone, and it's such a totally different meeting. Mm. Who are, what are you meeting when you're not meeting just a face? Or it's mm. so, and so fluid, it's just like a play of energy. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine I was going to say between blindfold jam and then adding that to mention, but in the water, that would be like quite a deep experience for people to go through. Yes, especially in the wild waters also. Yeah. Are you swimming and then like, and then there'll be some fish go by and you're not sure what if what's gone by you? <laughs> Something. Yes. Yeah. For me, it's just... Uh, really touch the consciousness of the water and realize that the ocean is a being mm. and organisms, the water have a life. Mm. And for me the dance was the channel to, to change my relationship with the water mm. and to have conversation with the element. So in fact we don't dance just with human to human, mm. but uh, we dance the water itself. Mm. So we also work with this uh, amplification of movement research and relationship to memory. And I realized like the water is so ancient environment mm. and and open in, in myself. Uh, just new new states of consciousness. Mm. Oh, I love so much. Yeah. <laughs> so this was like the past, uh, or or first steps, and come back to your question about hydrospheres. Yeah. Uh, hydrospheres was, uh, yeah, somehow 
the continuation of this research and uh, is a research investigation about different uh, states of water so liquid gas and ice yeah <laughs> and uh, is a movement research in the water and after we create a format of workshop that we share in the conference and uh, yes, for me, uh, it's a mix of so many knowledge that we carry before uh, with, with contact improvisation, with dance, with performance. And now this hydrosphere was the opportunity to, to share what is essential for us. Yeah, I... I find it something quite uh, amusing, uh, sometimes quite challenging too, uh, which is sometimes we, we, we teach uh, or, or we want to share this workshop, let's say hydrospheres, and sometimes we are not on the same page at all. You know, she's coming from one end, I'm coming from a totally different end, and looks like we, we sometimes we think we are doing the same thing but then when we realize we are actually oh we are we want to share different material <laughs> under the same name uh, so for example you were talking about oh hydrospheres about different states of the water and this kind of things and for me when it came the name it was totally different meaning for me uh, it was more about spheres of water in a way that we becoming also spheres of water, like this kind of human image disappearing in the axis and, and becoming more spherical and moving in a more spherical way and not so much different between myself and the water. Uh, and then it's, 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 yeah, I find that beautiful challenge to teach together. Uh, how to find space I think it's beautiful to have like two different ideas about the same practice yeah. and being able to offer different things to yeah. to students to be able to to get both in one mm -hmm. and it's definitely it can it can be a challenge but for the most part it's like the students are now getting two perspectives yeah. on the same thing yeah, yeah. and the thing in common is the water contact yeah yeah and sometimes people resonate with more what she's saying yeah sometimes other people resonate with more of what i'm uh, sharing and it's mm. quite rich mm. and how does um so how does the water contact experience translate now into the contact dance floor or vice versa like it just this this back and forth if you were to take that uh, for me, the the common ground is gravity. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> because the the law of gravity changed totally in the water, and the quality of fall and levitate. Um, you can research a lot in these two environments, in land and in the water, and I feel through practice. We, we start to embody different possibilities, for example, um, I dance in the water and after I come to the land and somehow my body remembers this, 
this is state of liquid yeah. and and I can integrate better my terrestrial being. Mm. So terrestrial being, wow. Okay. Aquatic <laughs> being, terrestrial being. Yeah. Somehow, yes, I feel it's like a, a relationship for sure. And the personal level, I feel I am more liquid, flowy. Mm. Not just because the water is outside of me, but because I also work with the waters inside of me, the inner waters. Yeah. And 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 work from this place also for, uh, from movement movement research, create uh, so rich land to create to relate. Also because when we dance in the water, one of the main works is breath work. Breathing, yeah. It's breathing, yes. yeah. Like usually in the land, you you take the air for granted, mm. but in the water, not. You are playing with the vital force, with 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 the real limit of your life. Yeah, and and this generates a special alert, a special presence that you are super here. Like I have a limit. And somehow in the land, this this awareness of the bread uh, is here. So in my dance, I, I feel more alert, more ready, more somehow more aware that yes, I I have a limit. I can die in any moment. Mm. So. Mm. For me, I think I've been. I feel like I'm training senses that they don't have names yet. Mm. Like Christy mentions, there is a book about the man who says we have like 26 senses or something. Wow, really? Yeah, and then people say you just have five, but it's actually much more. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel that because most of the time, I, I personally, when I dance in the water, I always have my eyes closed. Unless I really need to open my eyes, but I tend not to... You know, there's that little bug that when you're dancing with someone you want to know. You want to kind of know who is that. But what does that mean, you know? If you just see a face, ah, it's that person. And then what... How is that a better knowing than the knowing which you're meeting that person without the face? Mm. And and so I, I think I've become much more sensitive, first of all, because the water allows us to have much less tension in the body, and that allows for more sensation. And so I can feel much more, and everything becomes very transparent to me. Like... Um, through this touch, almost I can sense your intention, what are you feeling, uh, through the, the tonus of the body, I can really sense, so, I can know so much about the state of being of that, of my partner in the water, uh, and my own, of course, and yeah, that then translates to the land. Because then I carry less tension, 
in the land I'm questioning how much tension, muscular tension I need to be in this landscape. Um, yeah. <coughs> and then also the sensitivity is translated to to the land in a way. So you're more sensitive, you find like heightened sensitivities that you can use yeah. on the dance floor as yeah, well. Yeah, I think so. So there's sensitivity in terms of sensing the other and the other kind of in an empathic way. I kind of know what's going on with you. And that's a, that's a quality of water also, to be condu conducive, I think, conducive, I'm not sure how you Conducive, yeah. Conducive. And then also because of the eyes closed and the spherical space, I am also surprising can navigate better with my eyes closed. Like after the blindfold jam mm -hmm. that we did mm -hmm. when, you, when you guided us. Um, I stayed blindfold for a couple of hours more. You did? With Queen okay. and, and, uh, <laughs> and Lean. Yeah. And uh, we were kind of playing uh, around in the dance floor and we wanted to turn off the lights and, and, and turn on the fan because of the mosquitoes. And so we went into different missions. So I went to turn off the lights with my eyes closed and I thought it would be difficult to find the light switch because it was kind of far away you know you had to walk out of the dance floor go to the grass and it i went straight there it's also because like you you we've been in the tent for a while and we know a bit of the lay of the land but it is, it is interesting there's there's a familiar familiarity maybe with the space we've been there for a couple of weeks but yeah 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 that that, that for sure influences, yeah but like for them it was more difficult for example yeah and they don't know have they this were work of the water yeah. and that just was so easy for me to get exactly there even with my eyes closed mm. like so much spatial awareness mm. with closed eyes interesting yeah, wow <laughs> yay hmm. so we've been at towards for about a month i think we were having teachers meetings before mm -hmm. i wondered if we, we could <laughs> chat we were like there was a while where we were all kind of trying to figure out, like, raise questions about, like, the practice of contact and what could we, what could we talk about. And we never ended up having some of the meetings. So I was like, if we still had some of the questions now that we raised, we could have a conversation about them. No, oh, I love that. Yeah. Do you remember what our questions were? <laughs> they were in the, or if you have them now like cause there's like the like in general about the practice of contact or like what are we doing here because we're a bunch of teachers from different countries coming together and we're like what are the issues that are like important to us and yeah yeah I uh, it's actually part of the process whenever we are sharing a, a new workshop that I always come with, with questions. So the questions are helping me to reveal the material which I'm going to share. And I, I think one of them that I keep revisiting is why do I love contact improvisation? And, and how can I share that? Those aspects which I really love, how can I make it accessible for people to enter the field you know because you know when we go to a jam 
you just enter some kind of field that yeah, like again, Steve mentioned, he doesn't, he, he believes we cannot teach improvisation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but somehow I believe we can make it easier for people to access or, or mm -hmm. get into the zone or the flow or whatever that state that, that we enjoy so much. So the question around how do we teach improvising? Yeah, or... or um, how can we make, I really like this word of the field, because the gem for me is really like a field of intelligence which we are moving and are being moved by, and, and so it's, it's really more than teaching a specific technique, is how can people feel safe enough and free enough to enter this vast planes of improvisation mm. because for me I went straight to a gym and she did also and mm. it was so joyful it mm. was so amazing experience even though I had zero technique mm. uh, so yeah then I, I questioned that what is it actually that I want to share with people mm. that's another aspect so what do I love what do I want to share with them and also I try to imagine why are people coming here for? Mm. What are people looking in contact improvisation when they come and they they don't really know what it's about? Mm. And then how can we merge those questions? Kind of ikigai. What's you know? that? Ikigai is a Japanese philosophy uh, which uh, is about living a fulfilling life. And they, they pose kind of four areas of your life and they meet in the middle and that's Ikigai. So the four areas are kind of like, what are you good at? Mm -hmm. What do you love? Uh, what uh, can you be paid for in terms of what your skills are? And uh, what does the world need? Mm -hmm. And then if you manage to have an activity which combines all of those aspects, uh, then you're living a fulfilling life. That's your, like, like purpose. Yeah, kind purpose. of purpose. purpose. Yeah. purpose. No, it's yeah. something that uh, makes you look forward to for tomorrow. Yeah. Something that moves you. Yeah. You're in, in, inwardly, yeah. into the out, yeah. outer action, inspired action. It's interesting. I've had, um, I guess kind of opposite from a lot of people is I had like classes for probably like seven or eight months before I even went to a jam. And I was like scared. I was like, oh my gosh, now I have to, now I have to improvise without the class part. Yeah, uh -huh. And that was scary. And I yeah. noticed it was the same for me doing swing dances. I took a lot of classes and workshops before I ever went to a social one. I think there's like two ways and the other people go like straight into the jams and yeah. they want to build up from there after. But yeah, I've definitely, I've done some classes around improvising and it's a funny thing to, to teach or to learn. It's really about like kind of drawing people into different, different states and their imagination yeah. and again, stuff around spatial awareness, yeah. um, looking at specific things in the body. How do we improvise just with our hands or with our eyes or with characters or things mm -hmm. like that, drawing mm -hmm. that in, like, like nurturing that side of creative 
play in the dance in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> Just perhaps come back to your invitation to think in some questions. Uh, what comes to me now is uh, the practice and the context. Yeah. Like now I am interested in think about the context where we share the practice. And yes, it's not the same dish here in Thailand, in Copangan, in a small Thai village in the border of Myanmar or in Colombia. It's like for sure the context condition a lot. Uh, how the practice can can be transmitted and received. But this very complex topic, this is not my real point. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us more again. So yesterday you guys went to a border of Myanmar. You had a day trip and you were yeah. doing some piggybacks. And you, tell, tell us about it. You told yeah, me this morning. So, uh, just, actually, <laughs> it was just yesterday. Uh, yeah. we, we went to driving, exploring the mountains of Shandao and the border of Myanmar. And we stopped in... In random place, but just witness the, the real people, the people of the mountains, the people working the land, the kids. And we was there and they, they was so clear the division, like we don't know the language and we don't know how to relate. Yeah. But somehow we start to move with Fran a little bit and we realize the kids start to have a conversation with us through movement. So the kids start to repeat and copy what we do. So we start to do a contact improvisation class <laughs> without any language, just through yeah. movement. And it was an amazing experience. So I feel, oh, like, the movement is uh, the shared language of any cultures, you know? It was so beautiful how just with simple things, I can communicate with my hands or with my position in the space, and, and the body understand. So the message not, not was pure in verbal communication. But I mean, was actually, pure not at all. We couldn't verbally communicate no, at no, all. No, no, like no. no, we. This is the point. We really give a class without words, without language, and was super successful. And somehow, for me, the spirit of contact that that really touched touched me deeply is feeling that this is the first language, the movement. Like mm. the movement is a shared language that we share with all the cultures and also with all the beings. Yeah. And with all the realms of nature, everything is moving. Yeah. And have a communi communication through movement, I realize is very ancestral yeah. <laughs> field. And, and yes, and yesterday was, was so clear like the body can receive and understand mm. <laughs> this universal language. Yeah, I, I <laughs> wish to connect to that also. Um, another question is how, 
No, but I don't finish uh, my question. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep going. I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> but it sounds like very inspiring. I was like, wow, you told me about that this morning. I was like, it's amazing that you just pick it, pick it up from watching you guys and wow, go. It's how kids, kids are too. They want to learn everything, but like that, that yeah. you can just transcend that without having to even speak the language. So. Yeah, but I think that was the first time that they, those kids, saw two adults yeah. interacting like we did. Like kids. <laughs> like, kids, you know, like we're yeah. very, very can contact dances can be like kids. Yeah, too, yeah. So. And yeah. and also men and women and yeah. you know, it was such a different context than what they're exposed to. Yeah. Small village. Yes, it's so beautiful how we can share the practice in different contexts, mm. not using the official dance floor or the yeah. official school, but but how through these little me things we can also transmit uh, deep principles of the practice. Mm. Uh, Beautiful. Let's just have a moment for the bells. <laughs> Maybe it's lunchtime. Mm. Anyway. We're going to take a short break just to talk about um, some exciting new projects coming out. Um, so we have Contact Body. This is a online contact improvisation course I've been working on um, for many months. It's based off of the beginner's workshop I've been teaching in Ubud. Uh, it's split into two, two segments. So solo body is all about um, solo improvisation. Um, there's Bartini with fundamentals and floor work and somatic practices, and it's really about tuning inwards to your own body. And then Two Bodies is about learning contact improvisation partner work. So these are two courses that are completely self-paced and available to purchase online for you to learn from home, the beginning foundations about contact improv. Um, so if that's something that's curious to you, the full details are on contactbody.ca, because I'm Canadian. And uh, you can learn all about that. And there's a promo video. And uh, also, please check us out at Faces of CI on Instagram for lots of inspiration and more about our interviewees. Come back to the context. Yeah. I feel. I go outside in the street, in the cities here in Thailand and I see my context full of social norms, 
full of uh, screens, full of Wi-Fi, <laughs> full of messages, full of restaurants. And I realized, wow, the world is, the context is full of rules. And actually we didn't, we don't, don't exist so many spaces towards creation, creativity or, or explore our relationships as a human in other ways and beyond the social conditions of talkings, for example. Mm. Like people usually relate through talking mm. and uh, and somehow it's for me one gift of the practice is realize wow it's infinite the way we can relate with each other and so many things are possible if we stop talking <laughs> and we just communicate through movement and and this also is expanded to the other realms of life like i also have can have conversation with the trees or with an animal, with a dog, or with the sky, mm. and and I connect differently. So, and I feel a lot of inspiration to this mystery force of, wow, we are just feeling uh, full of infinite possibilities to touch each other, to touch life, and somehow for me the context is full of limits <laughs> mm. and especially when you are an adult and you have responsibilities and yeah. the life is so uh, full of plans and, and somehow for me uh, what what the practice is for me this door mm. of, of actually just the body is enough to create Mm -hmm. Just be together is enough to create mm -hmm. experiences, universes, you know, and I also feel this uh, relationship with objects, for example, like the world is full of objects, uh, change because no, it's like I meet you and we create a, we can create a universe together here and now. And it's somehow in material, it's just in our body. And for me, it's so beautiful to feel this. We mm. work with the raw material of life. Yeah. Here and now, and we, we don't produce any objects or, yeah. <laughs> or any objectives. Actually, we, don't, we are not trying to be an artist, for example. It's just the nature moving through us. And I, I feel somehow the practice is a very strong and powerful gift towards this world yeah. <laughs> this context we live here and now yeah. contact is this like infinite game that we get to play and you're so right there's no like end <laughs> product or goal to get to and to have that outlet so important to realize that we don't have to be this like goal-oriented, plan-oriented society that we have to be mm -hmm. outside of the space and mm -hmm. yeah some of us were digesting yesterday it was kind of the unofficial 
last day of towards when we're like, how are we going to go back out into society? And now I have to rent a house. And now where am I going next? And all of these heavy things were coming up of like, how do we collectively process that we've been living together for like a month, dancing and just hanging out and having lunch and sharing fruit and and living so simply but full in our days. We're so full of, of connection and nourishment. It's like, like, how do you take that? Like, it's, I was like, all the dances with everybody, I'm taking that with me. Like, you guys are all in my body. Like, mm-hmm. regardless, I leave this country and you guys are all somehow part of the cellular memory in my body. So mm-hmm. grateful for that. But yeah, and we had some some writing prompts out and paper and things like that and we're writing some things i'll share some photos with you guys but someone had written i don't know who it was but they said sharing the practice is the practice mm-hmm. and i was like oh of contact like that's the practice is to share contact with each other yeah but that was beautiful yes yeah, so for me it's still the improvisation mm. because for me improvisation <laughs> It's like in general in the in the official education that I received. It's like it was forbidden improvise. Somehow you need to have clarity what you do. You need to know where you are. You need to know where you will be. So it's, it's this relation with knowing that is amazing but at the same time it's, it's amazing allow yourself to don't know also mm. and appreciate this the deconditioning of knowing exactly uh, yes. I, I don't think i don't think the knowing is the problem i just think that there are very fixed rights and wrongs and do's and do nots it's, it's not about uh, knowing what you're doing or not, because I feel it's important that we have clarity about our actions. Mm. Mm. It's more about this kind of feeling I had in school also. You have to behave like that. This is how a man behaves. This is how a man does not behave. And people would uh, bully you if you didn't follow through those social norms mm. and, and I think that's a beautiful practice as improvisation. <laughs> mm. Yeah, many things. Yeah, I wanted to touch on, on something about the context. Uh, coming back to the question. Uh, I have a question on how does contact serve the contemporary needs of society? No, really, because I think I think when Steve and Nancy were researching, uh, Steve was already a professional dancer, and of course he was yeah, creating his own revolution in, in that world. Uh, but I don't think he could predict how big this thing would be would have become you know would become mm-hmm. in a sense that it was his artistic research with with a group of people with a small just, group just a thing people. that he did in the body of his work really yeah. like he did other things yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. 
and uh, and then it feels like the practice took a life of its own mm -hmm. uh, because I believe because it served many needs of the people in mm -hmm. that time and it's still serving these needs today mm -hmm. for example the needs to to be in the body to be here to be present to be in conversation with your environment uh, you know many many of us are not we are constantly thinking about other things past and future which are not really here and also need for connection with with other human beings um, and many other things like what we were touching on improvisation and kind of this deconditioning this kind of self-exploration in the physical way so I feel yeah what is it actually what, is contact important for, for, for the global society that we have now and how I think for the most of us it is, like you look at the things that you just stated, it's like kind of throughout time, those are things that could be said are, are universal and important yeah. in most cultures, not maybe all of them worldwide, but in mm -hmm. most cultures that is something that is valuable and useful and it doesn't matter what decade you're in, you're going to be like, oh my god, I'm trapped a little bit in society, how do I get back in my body and meet some, some lovely, lovely people? No. <laughs> But also at the same time, it scares uh, many people, right? Because yeah. I think if you're very fixed in the role you're playing in this game of life, let's say I am, I am a lawyer. I have these three kids and this wife, and uh, I I have a very specific way of walking and being in this world and talking, and I don't do these crazy things you guys do in in, in contact with. If you approach the practice like that, it's going to be really diff difficult to to enter the gem space because, yeah, we are exploring so many different aspects of ourselves which are not usually um, allowed or even celebrated in mm. everyday life. Mm. And you need to be able to step out of the role you usually play, so you can play other things. Mm. Even just to play what you are, your skeleton and your muscles and your bone, you know? Mm. Even to realize you're not just a psychological identity with likes and dislikes and roles to play and kind of, you know, and realize, oh, actually, I am a physical body. I am, I am a brain. I am a heart. I am skin. I am, I am blood. I am bones. And, and to, I feel lately to come back to that, it's been so humbling, mm. and it connects to what you Geraldine was sharing about movement. That is the language that we all share, and it makes me feel like. Wow, we are all the same, you know, we, I really, I can understand that intellectually. Oh, we all have a skeleton, we all have the uh, intestines, and we all cry, and we all have pain, and we all laugh. But when you're actually feeling into that, 
into your vulnerability of being a human being and, you know, possibility of getting hurt and uh, being born by gravity and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is this that we're on? Is it a planet or something? Yeah, <laughs> but, 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 you know, it's not just kind of... You're not just out there thinking about things. Yeah. You're really here feeling like I'm a mortal human being mm. with all of this beauty and all of this struggle and we are in it together. And you're also alive, huh? You're not just... You have weight. Uh, you're not, you're not <laughs> the just pure a, physicality. Yeah, you're yeah. not just an image. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, an inspiring and way of connecting with everything and everyone. That's how we could connect with those kids. Yeah, because you know? we're like we're just you know living beings beyond all of these cultural layers and da 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 da, da. becoming anymore. Here we are. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, you guys are raising questions today. Yeah. Any more questions you want to raise about contact or what was our curiosities for? Um. Normally I have a lot more questions, but I'm going to get you guys to raise the questions no, today. Oh, you <laughs> give the questions. You give the questions. Yeah, you don't want to make questions? Oh, questions she wanted me question. You didn't see, I, I didn't get a question out of you. Tell me one question. What is it? What is intriguing to you about contact right now? Intriguing, like, intriguing to you. Intriguing. What is what is something that you found that is like, that is like this is what I want to explore deeper right now. Uh, I am curious about how many space and what kind of formats we can create to continue sharing the practice. Mm. Uh, if it's a class, it's a retreat, mm. <laughs> it's a big community in the mountain, long term, five years, mm. or is, if it's a big festival. Uh, yes, I am curious what kind of spa spaces we can hold, we can create to, to expand the inquiry, education, the practice, not just through jamming itself, but uh, for example in Copangan we was uh, having these st strong shots of books <laughs> about contact and movement and different body-mind practices and I really feel how, how powerful it is in the dance and in the space. Uh, uh, cultivate other spheres of life, not just the dance floor itself, but how everything is connected. Mm. So, yes, I feel I am curious about we as a community, how we can grow, how we can continue sharing the practice, how we can involve more the local community, uh, I am also interested in how we can give the practice to the kids, for example, or teenagers, but it's everything about creating the spaces to make it happen. Yeah, so. the, the practicality logistics exactly. of it. So. It's important as well. I'm also curious, like yeah. longer term communities, I know there's earth dance and things yeah. like that, but something yeah. in Asia 
to create that yeah. that's really sustainable for everyone. We just had like a month, which is pretty long. And I can realize that's the longest I've danced ev contact every single day in a row. Like, yeah. so it's a lot, it's a lot. Three, three. I, I popped in for about three hours a day, but there was up to eight hours, eight to 10 hours of dancing every day. Like, wow, it's a long time. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just last thing to add. Uh, it's, it's not a question, but it's just an interested and a strong direction in me, and it's how we can collaborate with other practices uh, towards regenerate the sensory beings, the sensory body, because in general. Uh, I feel the need and I witness how powerful it is uh, connect contact, for example, with philosophy or with sociology or with environmental issues. Mm -hmm. So I am interested how we can create connections to create new material and new transmission mm -hmm. uh, to create a collective body together, to create a new human body that is more aware about sustainability, about symbiotic uh, ways of relating, symbiotic consciousness. So I feel I don't leave contact as a bubble, mm -hmm. like uh, just sharing weight, just a Steve Paxton, just jam. Mm -hmm. No, I, I really feel how the practice, the field can can connect with other fields. Mm -hmm. And now I am curious about this, with, with what other potentially fields with, we can connect as a community to grow. Yeah, beyond the dance floor, exactly. out, in, out into life. I think that was a question that a few of us had when we were teaching, like, how, do, how does this translate off the dance floor into life, or vice versa. Yeah. Yes. I mean, this was very present. I think just the more you practice, then the more this effect start to well, kind of like collateral damage, but it's not damage I want to talk about. How, how do you say when uh, something starts to inform? Your influence, influence, but there's a very specific word, um, like uh, overpouring. You know, when when something overflow, overflow. Yeah. Okay. Of, How does it overflow? You just you just practice, and then it it, it naturally overflows into your daily life. Mm -hmm. For example, this uh, this story with the kids, we didn't plan any of it, mm -hmm. and it's just your overflow. Yeah, I, I, I was just so aware that, ah, I'm using my body to communicate with these people. Mm. And it's my most accessible and honest tool at this moment to relate to them, to listen to them, and also to co-create that moment. So I'm, I'm very interested also in that, in GEMS, we are co-creating that space together 
with our bodies and how can we how we translate that to, to everyday life mm. for me it's really connected with spiritual practice in a way mm. I really cannot separate it mm. because yeah just when I go to the gym if I am if I am in mindfulness I'm just noticing so much about what's happening around me and within me and then mm. that starts to apply wherever I go mm. and yeah I love that just the essence of the practice just that Steve kept it really simple and ordinary <laughs> you know, just you know just come together and sense the forces of physics and focus your mind in the present moment and adapt continuously in the best way possible to this moment like life yeah yeah so but, like but contact but is a mirror for life <laughs> it is but at, in normal life i think we are not paying so much attention mm. to what's going on actually we're kind of in an autopilot uh, doing things uh, unconsciously and in the jam it's like when you reveal photographs and you see ah this is happening ah I'm doing this thing again ah, ah this person is acting like and, and it's like I don't know it becomes Pattern, so patterns yeah and then you can observe <coughs> the patterns and consciously decide to change them if you yeah. want yeah and yeah. then and then again that starts to apply to your daily life because you're used to improvise and then you find yourself in a very specific role you're playing usually unconsciously and then you realize ah i have a choice in this moment i have a choice through my body i can sit in a different way i can sit in another place I can speak from a different part of my body and that's already changing so much in mm. your daily life mm. and I think just as the individual changes then society starts to change because the society is made of individuals mm. yeah. yeah I think I think to touch on that another dancer was talking about uh, her discovery of like oh I'm allowed to rest as that's a thing as well in oh, contact yeah. of like wow I'm giving myself permission to lay on the side yeah. and watch and observe and not be in it all the time not be in the life not be in the the thing that's happening yeah. and to, to do that as well yeah. Um, yeah I had posted a while ago um, a write-up that I had had done on his contact improvisation a spiritual practice it was a question that I had raised and I had written an, an article about it yeah. and posted that in a couple contact info groups and that's mm. actually how I first interacted with Huyen mm. was he replied and commented and me and him started talking online oh, online oh, about oh. that so I knew him from from that we talk about that a bit in the episode but I also got a lot of flack underneath of like why are you taking it in this direction da 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 but a lot of people like resonated at the time the time of it because I also view it as like there, there is some aspects of it that are very similar to spiritual practices. Yeah. In a way, like mindfulness and yeah. awareness and compassion and connection yeah. and yeah. things that are very universal. Yeah. 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 So beautiful. Ah. <laughs> He's looking at Jay, like smiling. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back here as well. I was here two years ago, and Geraldine was in 
a video a long time ago dancing called Mango Scene when I first met. Okay, do you tell you tell us how did we how did you first kind of meet with Mango Scene? <laughs> my, <laughs> my histories with Mango Scene. Yeah, when, well, when I first met you, do you remember this? Yes, I was eating mangosteen every day. Yeah. Uh, because I love mangosteen, and mangosteen was the reason because I come, why I come to Thailand. Yeah, really? Yes. Because um, I discovered the fruit in Colombia, and I fall in love, and I start to eat every day, and I, I feel crazy connection with this being like, wow, how the nature can create this this intense spirit in my mouth <laughs> and after some months after I google it and I realized it's one of the national fruits of Thailand so yeah. I need to go meet the trees and <laughs> <laughs> um, I am here I didn't know that that's what brought you here like literally I remember going to a Sasha Delores advanced workshop and and you were there on one of the first days, and I think there was a puppy dog on your back. You were giving a puppy dog a, a piggyback, and then you came up to me and put a purple fruit in my hand, and I'm like, "What the heck is this?" And you're like, "Mangosteen," and that was, and then I fell in love with mangosteen as well, and we did a video part of the last art continuum thing before I left, and I ended up calling it Mangosteen, and you were dancing in it, and it was some Mary Oliver poem or something, so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a very artistic <laughs> creation, so, it's cool to come back, and now you have been eating Mangosteen every day as well. <laughs> we need to make part two, now it's Mangosteen season two. again. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and I think maybe to end... Um, usually I have a few sentences done, so we'll just go like, why do, why do you dance contact? Wow. <laughs> Which could be a whole entire other conversation, but why do you dance contact? Whoever feels the urge to go first. Mm. Why do I dance contact? <laughs> <laughs> I think we already touched it in many of the aspects. Yeah. Throughout the interview. Uh, first of all, to be in my body mm -hmm. and to relate to people from that place mm -hmm. where it really starts to dissolve this idea that I'm a separate entity. It really makes me feel interconnected, interbeing. I also love to celebrate my physical existence. I think we don't do it enough. We mainly are using this body to get somewhere, mm -hmm. to get from A to B or... As a vehicle. As a vehicle to some ideals. And, and in the dance floor we're just celebrating this flesh, you know, celebrating being incarnated. 
together in this uh, situation. Um, yeah, it's for sure my sadhana, my spiritual practice, in a way that I go to every gem. I go every gem. I think I very, very rarely I miss a gem because I don't let my moods decide. I go and I dance with the moods of the day. Mm. So if I'm angry, I'll go there and I am, uh, I'm dancing with my, with my anger. If I'm happy, I go and I dance with my happiness. And I know it's going to change. Yeah, so, and if I'm happy, then I go and I dance with my happiness. And I, I practice... Um, I've been to some vipassana retreats and one of the core teachings of, of the Buddha is anicca, which is impermanence. And don't get attached to things because they change. And don't resist to things because they change. And I think the jam is the most <laughs> obvious place to <laughs> contemplate on that. Mm. Because through this, let's say, two, three hours, so much can happen. You know, you're changing so many different moods, so many different states of being throughout that, that period of time. And mm. it's totally beyond your control, you know. Things are changing, period. And I think I go to the gym to become more accustomed to that fluidity of self and surrender to that. Like, uh, embrace what's Embrace life as it is, mm -hmm. with as less, uh, as less resistance as I can. Mm. Yes. And then, again, these ideas are changing as my practice changes. Um, for example, some gems I feel, oh, I'm going to practice being generous and gifting myself to others. Yeah. While some some gems I would go and I have some idea of saying, I'm going to follow my authenticity. And then I find these very little research, personal researches uh, to play with in the gem. And that makes it very rich. Mm. That is not just, you know, some sequential movement that I'm doing, but actually much, much deeper research. Yeah. yeah, it's important to show up with whatever you have today and also watch how that transforms so quickly. I've yeah. been seeing that more and more the more that I've been dancing like every day. And again, like I sometimes also forget the like, oh, I can show up when I'm in a crappy mood. Yeah. And that might change. It might yeah. not, but yeah. it might change. Yeah. Not resist anything. Yeah. So, yeah. I find a very beautiful uh, aspect of it, which is Usually when I'm in a, in a bad mood, let's say I'm grumpy or angry about something, and I usually tend, I would have a tendency to isolate myself. Mm -hmm. In a way that I don't want people to see my face like that, mm -hmm. and I also don't want to kind of to contage people with that energy. Yeah, and my negativity is yeah. contagious, this yeah. like belief in that. Yeah. yeah. 
And sometimes it is. Mm -hmm. But in the gym, I, I remember uh, whenever I'm angry, I go. And I'm usually not really relating to others. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of saying to people, you know, I'm kind of struggling here. I just want to move with these emotions. And yeah, if you want to approach me, do it at your own risk. Yeah. Uh, and there's always one brave soul which comes to me. And I'm clearly saying, you know, I'm, I'm, this is kind of difficult here. Yeah. <laughs> but usually this person, there is at least one person who decides to stay with me mm -hmm. in that situation. Mm -hmm. And that's when transformation happens. Because I surrender to, okay, this person is interacting to me. Let's dance with what's happening. And then, changes. Mm -hmm. By itself. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So it's sent to help shift you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But without even trying. They're just playing with what's happening, you know. Yeah. There's this thing which is, we let go a little bit of seriousness mm -hmm. of life, of, of emotions, or whatever. And then things just move through because we're not attached to them or we're not resisting them. So they have space mm -hmm. to just shift and move. Thank you for bringing this <laughs> stuff out of me. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Why do you dance contact, Geraldine? Wow. Because I love nature, mm. and nature moves, so I move. <laughs> <laughs> because I love community, mm -hmm. and community have a real body, mm. and I have a real body. Because I love community and community have a body and I have a body and the practice is connected with some direction in myself of dream a world full of respect and love for each other, it doesn't matter gender or age we can share the life together mm -hmm. beyond any religion, ideology, point of view, culture. I feel the body is the share land that we share with all them. Because I am skin and bones and eyes and circadian cycles and feet and lips and noise and arms and legs and it looks like I just cannot escape <laughs> dancing the nature. <laughs> mm. I feel I like contact because I am a body and 
my, my body touched the life in all different manifestations of body and all the bodies have awaked mm. and the life is easier if we share wake together <laughs> thank you Gracias. Thank you guys. Can I add one thing? Yes. I think one one other reason why I'm so drawn to contact is because of the depth of the meetings that I have with people there. Uh, that sometimes the surface layer of uh, verbal communication cannot access such depth of connection of, uh, of meeting um, yeah and, then, and to go to such a safe space where we can explore this together I find it so rich you know that uh, even when you get you have an amazing dance with someone and then you someone is just met and then you go to the verbal dimension and sometimes it's like wow we are not connecting at all here. <laughs> there's two. There's two levels. Sometimes, sometimes there is. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes it's great conversation too. Yeah. But for sure, I really feel different aspects of self meeting. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the way. That's the place to explore. To meet all the aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Phil. You're so insightful and philosophical and tuned into the nature. And, like, I really love hearing your perspectives and things whenever we've had sharing in the, in the festival. So I'm really happy to interview you guys. Um, yeah, if people want to find out more about your work online somewhere, or if they want to come to Copenhagen, how would they find out about what you do? Come join. You can find us on Instagram. Hoja del Tropico. Yeah. And? Awake Dance Flow. Sweet. So we'll put that in the show notes and then they can find out more about your work and come to all the water contact and land con terrestrial contact. <laughs> yeah, we also have a website now. Uh, we are building it. So okay. We'll post it soon. Beautiful. And I uh, hope to see you around the world. Around the world. Beautiful. Thank you guys. We're gonna walk around the monastery now. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, my love. <laughs> wow, amazing.